Welcome to track number 8 of the Mysteries of God. What do you think is the best way to finance the kingdom? Would you? Yes. Faithfully. Yes. I think that it will be a great thing. It probably may not be great That's Pain of tithes. Anybody else? Any other idea? Yes. Donations. Okay. Regular offerings. Yes. Pardon? Monthly pledge, okay. Partners, what's that? Partners who give something monthly or whatever, yeah. Huh? Thanksgiving offerings, anything else? Yeah. We're going to sponsor a printing press. Now, ah, taking up a special project. Okay. Good. Good. Next. Anybody? Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. In America, you should try not to owe money so that you can give. But most of you don't believe what I say. It's true, it's true, please. You don't really believe it. You see, many of us have the mind that, you know, these things, you know, it's not really, it's, it doesn't work here, you know, the system is different, blah, 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 etc. But you'll find out with time. You'll find out. But just remember that I told you. Yeah. Yeah. Giving because? Okay. You give your mind and your heart. And your substance. Okay. Okay. Well, what is she saying? What is she saying? And give. So into it. Okay. All right. Can you people sow a special seed at this camp meeting? Huh? I preach hard enough, you see. <laughs> Talk long enough. <laughs> All right, I'm going to ask you. I'm going to raise funds from you, okay? I'm ready to be raised funds from. Huh? Fasten your seat belts. Not tonight, but I'll do it before I go. So that if you don't want to come, you, you don't come. But I'm sure you'll come. Amen. But, um, yeah, I, there's something I'm waiting to hear. I've not heard how to get money to finance the kingdom. Somebody was getting close, but, uh-huh. 20%, 30%. Okay. It's also possible, yeah. Giving yourself. Why? 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 That's, we don't. We need money. I'm talking about money. I'll give you yourself. We are. We are. We are not raising people. We are raising money, and you are bringing yourself. Huh? <laughs> if he brings himself, and he says, "Don't pay me," it's a contribution. Is that what you mean? If you bring yourself and say, don't pay me, I brought myself, and it's a contribution. So that would be his salary is being contributed every month. Yes? Indirect way, you bring more souls to the kingdom. Okay. Okay. I'm going to show you a mysterious way of raising money for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. If you have no problem just giving to God. Sounds great. I hope you'll be part of the fundraising tomorrow. Huh? 
Yeah. Very good. Yes. Understanding what is giving, giving you out of your heart. Sounds powerful. Will you be around tomorrow? (laughs) 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 Yes. Sowing a seed. Mm -hmm. It's also something nice. Come tomorrow. Yes. Financing church equipment. Very good. Very good. Having a pilgrim's mentality, what's that? Instead of buying a house that would cost you so much, um, you resort to maybe living in an apartment, and that would free up more resources to support the, 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 the work of God. All right. Is, is it not the same as staying out of debt? Staying out of debt, yeah. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. Becoming a pastor yourself, like you do, and working for God and trying to bargain for God as your pastor. You know, uh, what's her name again? Uh, Nakushi. Is that Nakushi? Yes. Come for your prize after church. <laughs> she won the prize. Amen. There is nobody here who has raised more money for the church and brought more money to the church than me sitting here. It's mysterious. By obeying the voice of God to be paid by the church eh, to be full time, that has brought more money to the church than anything else. Yeah. And I'm just going to tell you part of the story. Because I, I wouldn't tell you the rest of the story. I mean, all the story. I tell you just a part of it. You see, Obeying God is more important than your little bitty thinking of what you are and what you can do and what you can give. My mind, I have that mind that I'm going to work and bring money to the church. And so when the Lord wanted me to work for him full time, I said, no, I'm going to work and bring money. How many have had that mind? Give me a wave. Ultimately, many of us who have that mind never end up doing that. Because life is quite complicated. It's not as simple as all that. Eh? It's very, very complex. And the road is so long. And by the time we get to the point where we have that free money, our mind and our focus has changed. And our perception of things is different. You get it. And maybe the ministry that you are in will not even need all those things anymore. Look, you should have seen me years ago talking about a microphone. Microphone. God is going to bless us with a microphone. Listen to some of the tapes. This. I can get 50 of this right now if I do fundraising. I want 50 people to buy this one for me. I will get 50 right now, if not 100 of these in a flash like that. We are past the stage. Where is the announcement in the headquarters for this microphone? We don't need it in that way anymore. Do you understand? So, one day I went to one of our projects that we were building somewhere. Big church project somewhere. Building, camp. And then suddenly, right when I was standing there, I turned to somebody and said, all this money and all these things that are being built, monies that have been raised to build this thing. You understand? I suddenly pictured all the buildings and the church buildings and the millions of 
cities, dollars, pounds, whatever, that have been galvanized and rallied for the kingdom of God since the day that I decided to follow him and do what he asked me to do. Far beyond if I had decided to be a doctor. You are doctors. Let's ask how much you've brought to the kingdom. Eh? (laughs) Or you don't understand what I'm trying to say. You don't get it. And what Nakoshi said is just one example, even bargaining for the kingdom. It's just one. Because you can save the church so much. But even apart from raising money, raising, galvanizing, teaching, tithe, give offerings, do this, do that. Just look. That is why you must always accept yourself that God is wiser than you. So when God is telling you to do something, it looks foolish. And it looks like rather than you are going to lose. Remember, God is wiser than you. God is wiser than me. And it is mysterious. If I had not come into the ministry, do you think that we have a million pounds, millions of pounds worth of property in, in London, church building I'm talking about, with church members worshipping in it? raising them apart from even the days that i raised the funds in london you know the funds and the tithing and teaching pastors this is how to take offering because god said do it full time take offering like this do this talk to the people tell them obeying god is wiser than your thoughts amen so when god is calling you and when god is sending you and god is saying do this for me do this do this do this remember that god is greater than you He's wiser than your thoughts. And that's why nobody has to think he's special. I tell you, look, there is no way. How much would I have earned? Let's say I went to a doctor. Let's say that I was earning 10,000, 20,000 every month that I take home. Do you understand? For how, when would I have earned that? And then when would I pay? And then by that time, I would have also had my big house with my swimming pool, my this, my that, my that, and paying my mortgage of this and that, and all these things, and have relatives and other things to pay, and so on, and whatever, and time. And then I would start to look. Then I would have looked at seeing somebody like Bishop Duncan Williams and start to criticize him. And I see all these guys, this and that. You know, sometimes that's why sometimes you, you mustn't get close to men of God before the time you should get close. Because you criticize. One pastor, I remember, he went to a church, not lighthouse, he went to a church. When he got there, somehow he was privileged to come to the back of the church where the pastors sat in between services. Then he came back to the medical school and he was talking and he was saying, you know, these pastors, they preach, when they come, they sit down, they'll be drinking tea or drinking coke or something and he just made some funny remarks. Ah, if a pastor goes to preach and after preaching he comes to have a drink, what is wrong with it? But immediately, just because he has been exposed to having the privilege of even being near to see something like that, he started to have in funny kind of, you can describe it in a way or re-describe it and represent it in a way that the whole thing looks like some big shots who feel good and they just come and sit there and laugh and have drinks. Obeying God will lead to much more finances than your little bitty plans and ideas that you have to bring money to God's kingdom. Today, I rally people. I tell people. I make, I make people give. One day, one businessman, he, he, he did something. He said, this is the first time I've done something that I did not get a profit. And then he shook me and said, God bless you. I've done something. It's no business. I don't make money from it. I'm doing it just... For the kingdom of God. He said it's the first time he has done that. He said he wants to thank me. He has never done something like that before. Yeah. I make people release money, properties, houses, finances, intelligence. People work for God for nothing. One day a lawyer sent me a fax of a bill from here. The fax started from where Chris is sitting all the way to about somewhere here. He said, that's my bill. I called him. I said, Why? Why? Why do you want to charge the church? I said, it's not nice. It's not nice. That was the end of the bill. <laughs> Shame on the bill. I said, you'll be blessed. I said, it's a small opportunity that you have going to charge plenty. That we won't pay. 
And we never paid. Since that time, we don't go outside for any legal. We do all our things. We are also lawyers and doctors and everything in the church. Only that sometimes we, did, we forgot that we were all those things. That's what made us wake up to realize that we are also professionals. All these are monies given to God's house. You are not wiser than God. I am, and when God told me, he said, come. That's, I, I don't want your money. I don't want your money. I want you. You are more expensive than any amount of money. That Have you seen when there's a plane crash? you know how much money they give to everybody? How much? Huh? When Swiss aircraft, first, just to start, it says $10,000. Just go with this for the, hold on with, for the meantime. I mean, just for pocket money for the initial, because there's more. Every family lose whatever per head. You are very, very expensive. I remember one guy, he came driving some Cherokee. GP came around, he's doing this business and so on. He said, I'm going to bring money for the church. He came, he got married, moving around. Up till today, I've not seen this guy. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm still looking for him. And he said to me, Pastor, my vision is to bring money to the kingdom. I said, Amen. <laughs> Here I am waiting for him. I'm still waiting. Waiting on him. Waiting on him. Patiently. You cannot be wiser than God. That's why I said that the dearest and the best. Money is not as valuable as you think it is. That's why Jesus told the rich man, sell all you have. Give it to me. Not bring it to me. Give it to the point. Come. You come. You are more expensive and more valuable than any amount of money that you can ever give. Yeah. Think about it. And you may not know, but that is it. And so I am the greatest contribution I can ever make is to give myself. And that's why the Bible talks about giving yourself to God. That's the greatest contribution you can give to God is to give yourself. And I appreciate the few people who give themselves to God. Because they give their intelligence, their ability, their drive, their honesty. Honesty. Eh? How people can steal if you are in a church, how you can steal. You see the offering that we took. A person who takes it, if he's not honest, he can steal it. They just take out something, put it in his pocket, and that's it. You can take money all the time if you are a thief. Oh. You will steal and loot the church over for years. Nobody will ever see. So when you have even just one honest person, what a blessing. That person's honesty alone prevents millions of being lost just by having an honest person. One day a brother told me, he said, oh, I've been stealing your money. He told me I've been stealing your offering. You know, I just want to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. Huh? What? It's mysterious. Come to Ghana and see millions of dollars are used to build churches, buying cinema halls. Here, 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 here. If I've been sitting in Atlanta or wherever, sending thousand dollars or sending whatever, do you think it would have bought all these cinema halls, made the kingdom of God so wealthy? We have owned the land. We have taken over the land, and houses and church buildings have been built by sitting there and sending tithe two hundred dollars and calling. You know, this month we can't do this, so take this and just hold on to that and. How many realize that it's mysterious? That more money has rather come to the kingdom by rather not giving money and coming to be paid so that you are fully employed to do it. Huh. You see? Somebody was suggesting I come and not be paid and that's a contribution. It is also a contribution. But coming to be paid you understand as it were, like to give of your best, because at the, at the, at the reality is that for you to give, you see, 
there are people who want to come and they, they will not be paid. So it's like, okay, I have to sort this out. I have to finish this out. Okay, let me sort this out. Pay this, pay this, pay this. By that time, see, a lot of the valuable best time of your life is gone. Uh, the time that you don't need to be paid. By the time that you need to be paid, like my life, by the time I was 25, I was coming to this ministry. I was a pastor in this church. Yeah. Full time, I started. I mean, just after I finished my medical, whatever. And I need, I need to be paid. I need to be, how do I live? I need to be paid. I don't have business. I don't do any business. My work is God's work. Yeah, I, I need to be paid. You understand? Yeah. But that one has brought more to the kingdom. And it's always bringing more. Even when I travel, sometimes I say, look, you calculate how much it costs for me to fly from here. By the time I return home, you see how much money has been raised for God's house. For God's house. Never, there's no comparison between what it to cost for me to be brought here and taken back. I said, just calculate. And that's why I tell sometimes full time, Mrs. So I say, always ask yourself your value to the church, whether you are an expense, because I'm not an expense to the church. I am able, I contribute. And I bring money to the church more than any of you here. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I said? Oh, yeah. You may think you are supporting me, but actually I'm the one even supporting you. <laughs> it's mysterious. So let me tell you something. Always accept God's word over your life as superior. Yeah. It's, it's mystical. God's will is greater. Don't think you know more than God. So God needs money. So I'm going to do this. God doesn't need money. God doesn't need anything. If God wants, he'll do like this. There'll be a million dollars standing all over here. We use it to do it. But if we have it, I was asking a brother. He said, if I had a million dollars, just two days ago. So I said, if you had a million dollars, what would you do? He said, ah, ah. I said, you see, you are not ready for a million dollars. If God were to give you a million dollars, you would not know what to do with it. I said to him, if God were to give me a million dollars, within six weeks it would be finished. I have things, plenty. Within six weeks, I'm overstretching it. Three weeks, maybe it's too long. Fourteen, ten, seven days it will be finished. I have things to pay, things to do. Take plenty. Now, as I'm standing... As I'm having my camp, I'm doing things. Communicating. You understand? I can use it. But I know, most of us, if I give you a million dollars, you'll be confused. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wiser. All I'm trying to say is, you are not wiser than God. You are not wiser than God. You are not wiser than God. No one is wiser than God. I am not wiser than God. But I thought I was wiser than God. Are you wiser than God? Yeah. One day I saw a brother, he said he's, he's giving, he was giving his offering, he was giving 20%. Man, I realized at the point, I realized, look, it seems, I, I looked at like, okay, he's taking some money from here, and he's, okay, he's trying to borrow money from here. I said, what are, what are you doing? He said, oh, I, I was short of money, I was doing this. So only I called him, I said, what, 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 what do you do with your money? He said, oh, this, 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 so let's go to a calculator. So, First, I mean, when it comes to first and best, so he gives twenty percent. And I said, "Why do you give twenty percent?" He said, "Oh, that's what I, I believe." I said, "Look, God has asked us to give tithes. There's no need for you to give twenty percent. Give tithe. Just do what is in the Bible. Do you understand? Because now you have moved yourself into debts by giving this twenty percent. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. God is not in need of anything so stressful that." You have to do so many adjustments and wild, wild things which are not in the Bible. More than is in the Bible now. You are now higher than God. You are now paying twice, not tight, twice. <laughs> so I said to him, Stop it. He said, Yes, sir. I said, Stop it. From that time, his poverty will stop. Yeah. I'm not saying God cannot tell you to give 20. There are people who give 90%, there are people who don't even collect salaries. You understand? But I'm just trying to say that sometimes we are trying to do something God hasn't asked us to do. Sometimes we have a lot of compensatory things that we do. You understand? To, to try to almost please God or 
as if we are doing something be so much you know Charlie, relax if you do just what he says you should do you'll be okay and god's kingdom will be okay i don't need money that you cannot give if you can give it we can use it. if you can't give it it's okay we just do what we can do somebody came and say why are you no more we don't have money to pay the radio station we do not have money that's a fact why are you no more on television i don't have money to be on television in ghana as prince called me today he was telling me about they are coming to raise some bills somewhere i said look we don't have money to pay just go off it finish simple we don't have his stops god is not struggling if you can't pay you can't pay if you can't pay you can't pay if you give me money i'll use it if you don't give it i'm not going to kill you when i beat you will you bring the money you can't bring it you are not more clever than god and his will for so if he says pay tight if only we will just pay tight but we don't pay tight tight till we chop it tight i'm talking about the tight one brother said to me do you know how much i earn me i can pay tight you know how much i earn so ladies and gentlemen i believe that not too much of anything what god says you should do do it if all of us were to do what we are supposed to do you know we will be so great in god's kingdom you not be asking too much of us and he may say you know i want you to do this rather do this for me you understand do this do that you get it we will go further we will do more amen if only we trust him it's mysterious those things rather lead to the prosperity that we are looking for that lead to the blessing the finances the things that we need it's mysterious but it is real I believe in that. I believe in God. I believe in God. You may think to yourself, oh, I'll stay here and bring money to do the work of God. And God will say, I don't need you to stay here. I want you to go. You can either give or go. So if you can't go, you give. And if you don't give, go. These are the two. It's giving and going. I was going to ha- call this camp giving or going. But I decided to just follow what the Spirit was telling me to do. You can either give or you go. Or you go or you give. You understand? So... Do what you have to do, but you can't do more than you can do. Amen. Amen. And when you do what, when you actually even collect the salary, that one rather may lead into the finances. Amazing. And when the Lord told me, employ people, I thought I were rather going to, that one has rather saved us a lot of money by employing the people that we need to employ. So ladies and gentlemen, it's mysterious. And you will never, never see. That's why you better trust and obey. That's why we sing the song, trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Amen. Are you there? Are you still around? Trusting, obeying, you get further. Amen. How many want to get further and further? And further, stand to your feet. Now, if God wants you to stay home and be an usher, you are going to get more accomplished by being an usher than by trying to be a preacher. Do you understand? Yeah. You see, Kenneth Hagin, he said, when the Lord appeared to him, the Lord told me, I have not called you to be an evangelist, I have called you to be a teacher. He said, you will get more people saved by teaching than trying to be an evangelist like everybody else does. Teach, that's what I have called you to do. More people will be saved and blessed by this teaching than shouting and being an evangelist I have not asked you to be. What do you think? Is it a good idea? Yeah. It's mysterious. It's mysterious. How can a, an evangelist, a teacher, get more souls saved? He has got more souls saved. At least all the souls saved in my ministry, they can be related to Papa Hagen by teaching me about the ministry. It can be related to that. Simple and short. Huh? And it's mysterious. You see, so God's will, you see, we, we are not our own. We don't have to do what we think. We have to do what he's telling us. This is the whole point that I'm trying, to, I'm trying to make that. Let's try to rather be humble and know that we don't know much. We don't know everything. God knows everything. And the more we yield ourselves to His will 
and to his plan, the more perfect our lives will become, the more we'll perfectly fulfill his will. And that's why he chose David. He said, I will choose David, a man after my own heart, who will do all my will, not some of my will, the ones that make sense to him. But I will do all my will. All my will. All my will. All my will. What is God's will? Do all, including the ones that doesn't make sense to you. Do it. That's God's will. And God's will often doesn't make sense. We've got to do his will. We've got to do his will. Hallelujah. Yeah. Uh, my assistant, Pastor Prince, I said to him, look, you know, he was pastoring a church. So I said, you do more good. Just come and stay with me. I need you here. All the time be with me. It helps me more. You will do more in this ministry by just being another person. He can preach. He can do everything. He started a church. done everything. Just be here with me. It's better. You understand? Oh, yeah. You may not understand it. So, but I'm here preaching, doing this. No, you are doing more, at least as far as I'm concerned. We don't often understand the effect of the things we are doing. Sometimes I meet people, say, well, I'm blessed by this. Say, oh, yeah. You will not know. One day, when I went to Papa Hagen's place, you know, the person said, You know, there are many people like you who have never seen him, just read a book, just listened to a tape. Countless. You never know the effect of your ministry. I tape a book, something, they start. You just obey one word. One day I had a, I prayed. And I was praying. It's a mystery, the mystery of fruitfulness. This also can be called a mystery of fruitfulness. How to be fruitful? I prayed. And then I suddenly saw a vision of somebody holding a book. I'll never forget that. I was sitting in my study. Because I came downstairs and I said, Lord. What shall I do to be fruitful? I need to know. It's a mysterious thing. Then I saw a hand holding a book. A book. I said, a book. That's how to be fruitful. So I'm very interested in my books. Anybody who helps with books is helping something real. He's helping the real lion. Yeah. I believe that that's the real fruit. Think about it. Apostle Paul. He preached, he started churches. Where are those churches today? Zero. Where are the books he wrote? We are reading. We've been, Paul has been preaching to the whole of today, or you don't know. Paul preached 2000 and the year 2005. He's still ministering. He's ministering in America. He's ministering in Ghana. He's ministering in Malawi. Ministering in Zambia. Ministering in Zimbabwe. Powerfully. We read these things and people are blessed. All the time we read what his words are. Huh? What do you think? But the churches that he started, you know which country it is? Turkey. The Islamic country in Europe. All those churches have become mosques. Or turned into nothing. But the letters. See, fruitfulness is mysterious. The only way you can be fruitful, what does he want from you? When you do that thing, that is what to make you maximally fruitful. Maximally fruitful. And some of you, the best way you can be fruitful is to help somebody. That's the best way. Just help somebody. Whatever problem the person has, you are helping. That is how you become fruitful. You will never be the one here to stand here. And you don't need to be the one to stand there. It's not the need to stand there that matters. But this is my work that I can do. You understand? And you can handle this area. You can take up this aspect. And just, oh, the person doesn't have problems. Once the person you don't notice, you are not, as soon as you are not noticed, it means you are working well. As soon as you are noticed, it means you are not working well. Especially when you are in a helps ministry. Once people know you, they even know your name, they know this, you are becoming too noticeable. I'm working here. My kidneys are helping to remove water from my blood. Have you seen it? You know, if you see that, a big problem is coming. You see? (laughs) And these are what we need. We need hidden workers. Helpers. Workers. Financiers. People who say, take this. 
I cannot go, but I can give. Can you take it? Now you see, we need to have a heart for the work of the Lord. We need to have people who say, Pastor, can I help? This is rather than people who have to be wound and begged and pleaded, talking, pray for, use miraculous things, anointings to extract some dollars. Like, as I'm going to raise one, so I've started preparing you slowly. From today on till tomorrow. <laughs> what do you think? It's the mystery of fruitfulness. The mystery of fruitfulness. Look. When you read the Bible, eh, you'd be surprised at what people did. There's a sister, my book, Quiet Time. I dedicated it to her. She taught me how to have my quiet time. That is. Eh? I, I, remember she, I remember where she took, she sat me down. She said, Open your Bible. I opened my Bible. Open your daily bread. Read it here. Read here. So I read. I said, Read here. Read it. Pray. We prayed. She taught me. Do it every day. She took me to a first Christian program. I've never been to a Christian program before. I've never been to any Christian program before. She took me. Christopher first. I slept, but I was blessed. <laughs> That's my spiritual mother. She's very dear to my heart. All my messages are from my quiet time. You mean I listen to tapes and all that, but it's my quiet time. You are hearing quiet times. So she has, maybe she's finished her ministry. Maybe she's retired even. I don't even know. All that was to do was teach this person how to have his quiet time. Bye-bye. One thing. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. It's mysterious. <laughs> Some of us, maybe there's, you are supposed, God has called you to help me. Only one thing you are supposed to do. When you do it, you're finished. Yeah. Some of you, your job is to support and to believe. You see, like, I was talking to the pastor, this church member was there, and he was crying. You know? And as he was crying, he said to me, she believed in me. She supported me. She believed in me in school. She believed. When he was crying, I said, I know what he's talking about. You are doing something. You look so strange. And some people, one, two, three, four, they believe in you. If you have ever been there, you will understand what I'm talking. But if you haven't started that church, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You cannot understand. Just a few people who trust you and they like you and they believe in you. Oh, there's nothing like it. And sometimes just to be the person there, any trouble, the person is with you. Anything, the thing seems that is failing, crowd, the person is also failing with you. Oh. God bless such people. Yeah. May we, the mystery of fruitfulness, you can't even know what it is to do that will make you fruitful. You can't even know. I'm telling you. Sometimes it's not even the churches we are pastoring that is our fruit. Yeah, sometimes that's not it. Sometimes that's not the, that's not the point. Because I'm talking about the mystery of being fruitful. It's not the issue. Sometimes it's just one thing. Most of the people who were put did only one thing, actually. Most people did one. That's why when I read that verse from 25 to 3, I realized that even though I seem to have ministry, so I, it can easily be by, by, that by the age of 50, I finished my ministry. I wouldn't be, even now, I wouldn't be surprised if I finished my ministry. I wouldn't be surprised. The ministry is, is mysterious. You will think that you have to go on and on and on and on and on and on and on. It's mysterious. You see, you can, if God wants to save them, do this. You do this, this, this. Everybody will be saved. You see heaven, you see devils, angels. Everybody will change his mind right now. You change he doesn't do it somehow. It's mysterious. Why he doesn't let everybody be saved just like that? 
If he wants to fill my pocket with money, do like that. Finish it to be filled with money. So I can pay everything. He doesn't, he doesn't do it. So mysteriously, he doesn't seem to want to give us everything. And give us all the money. Even though we are doing the right thing or a good thing. He doesn't seem to mind. He's just also watching us. I mean, it's like we need it. We don't have it. I mean, cool. Sometimes I look and I say, Lord, these are my businessmen. Why are they not prospering? Give them more money, Lord. And you see other unbeliever businessmen, they seem to be getting richer. Do you understand? If you understand, after church you see me and then we, we discuss it. But I've come to see it's very, very mysterious. So what, what does God want you to do? Even the church in America, what is our role in this great harvest and in this great work? Yeah, what is our role? It's your role for, to sit somewhere and start a fire. You know, we need, we want to have our, we want to have our own auditorium now. We've identified an auditorium, $3.9 million. We want to get it, this and that and that and this and that. You've not understood your role in the church. We are not here to buy $3.9 million. Your $3.9 million hall, which can seat 85 people, will take away 500 church buildings from the whole church all over the world. We can't afford it. You have to understand what we are doing. Not in this system as we have it. Yeah. That's not why we are here. Because we are part of a big... If you move around a bit, you will see that it's part of a big thing that we can... Uh, uh, we are doing certain things. Yeah. Are you there? That's mysterious. What do you think? At Christmas time, I met Pastor Ko in my office. And I hugged him. And I started to cry. And he also started to cry. I said, Pastor, I don't have anybody like you. And all my pastors, there's nobody like you. And I was crying. And he was crying. He ran out of the office. Because there's nobody like him. Of all the people. Everybody's different. He's also different. I don't have anyone like him. What he does for me in my life, you don't know. I'll not talk about it. But I don't have anybody like that. You may not know your role. Amen. I started to cry and he started to cry. He just went out. You don't know your work. You don't know your role. Pray that the mysterious role that God has raised you up to fulfill. You will actually do it before you get out of the system. Amen. Are you listening to me? Yeah. It's mysterious. So let God lead you into doing your part. I'm telling you, this, you see me speaking, my tongue is working mostly. But my heart is working. My lungs are working. My liver, my kidneys, I hope they are all okay. They are all working. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> do you understand oh working quietly unseen unknown no names no days nothing just working quietly quietly some of us we have made God has made us to be quiet supporters and workers and helpers financiers Payers of tithes, members, ushers, singers, choir leaders, R&B singers, musicians, guitarists. I don't know your role. But I'll make sure you do it and you do it in that wonderful way. You'll be surprised. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. When you read the Bible and you find out the people, we're just ending. So just relax on your feet. (laughs) When you find out that about the different people who work with God, you'll find out that everybody did something different. Amen. Amen. 
but they all did something good. Noah, being warned of God, of things not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. By the which, huh? he condemned the world. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. He built an ark. Simple. No preaching, building of arks. Amen. Amen. Maybe God's calling for you to build. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Are you there? Yes. By faith, Abraham was called to go out to a place. There are some big DVDs about Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Joseph. They are real life type of. I don't know if you've seen them. I know you don't have time to watch it. Films here. You are very busy. <laughs> but if you ever get the chance to watch it, you help you to understand the Bible. When NSA Abraham was called to go out, the only thing was to just start roaming. Roam. Roam in the desert. <laughs> Roam. Just be roaming. Roam. Angie, you understand? I said Rome. Rome. Roaming. Rome around. That's what he was doing. Rome. Dislodged from your secure place and made to Rome. What do you think? Yeah, Pastor Johnny is here. I don't know where he's going. I don't know how he's going. I just know that he's going. Or do you know how you're going, where you are going? I also don't know. He's just going. Simple and short. If he starts to ask me questions now, you see, and that's how it was when Moses took the people. They asked, Where are we going to get bread now? You are asking Moses in the desert how he's going to get bread for the people to eat. You have to watch those films. It's very real. The guy came and question. So, how are the people going to get food? How are we going to get food here? They've just passed to the Red Sea. Miracles have now questioning him. How is he? How are we going to be? Answer this question. But we need to have a plan. And Moses said, look, you just relax, wait. You just, let's be moving. <laughs> then he was bringing these quails. And the guy came and said, look, the people cannot eat this all the time. So what is the next plan? Wait. They questioned there was a particular guy in the end. He died in the film. Continuously challenging Moses. Where will we eat? What are we, they've just moved the Red Sea. When you've come through, singing, singing, finished. No. So, where are they going to get? Where are we going to get bread to eat? <laughs> but that's how some people are. You want to know everything. You want to know everything. You want to ask every question. It's good to ask questions, but you want to. You want to challenge. It's a spirit, and it is not from the spirit of genuine request. It's a spirit of rebellion, challenging authorities, and making authorities look funny. And ridiculous and foolish as they continue in their difficult task of leading the group of people. You always want them to belittle them like what they are doing to Condoleezza, right? That they cannot, they say they cannot confirm somebody who has led the country into the greatest colossal mistake of all foreign policy history for her to confirm she must be accountable for the, she's the architect of the war and so she must be made accountable. Now you're going to make her secretary of state. You cannot promote her. As you continue to ridicule the leader. That's how some people are. God said, go and roam. And he was just roaming. So you see, we can't answer all questions. In fact, we don't know everything. Do you know? Ah, God said, go. Cool. We are moving. And God will bless. Step by step. Amen. All right. Sarah, you are 80. Go and have sex. Yeah. And now that I've been in the church for some time, you tell people, go and have sex. You see what they will tell you. They are with their husband. Go and sleep with your husband. Even at the camp, go and sleep with them. You see people, all kinds of antennas and all kinds of things will come up just now. So Sarah did well. Yeah, she did well. 
You don't understand the message. <laughs> all right. These all died in faith. How would you like to die by faith? Mm-hmm. Hey, it's late. All right. Moses made, went out, chose to suffer affliction. That's what he did well. Led the people of God. Forsook Egypt, not fearing the king. And he endured as seeing that which was invisible. Anyone who's going to do well with God must see invisible things. He endured as seeing that which was invisible. Everybody say invisible. Invisible. Yeah. You want to see everything visible? It's not going to work for you that way. To work with God, you must see the invisible. And when you see the invisible, you endure. The Bible says he endured as seeing that which was invisible. Lift your hands and ask God for grace. The mystery of fruitfulness. Whatever mystical role I must play that I may be fruitful. Lord, let me play that role. What role I must play? What role I must play? What role I must play? Father, thank you for the mystical role you have given to all of us. We love you, we thank you, and we praise you. Glorify your name tonight, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated.